What's good, everybody? It's me, your host, Benjamin Banks, and this is Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. And this is a brand new episode, a new adventure, a new journey, a new destination. There and it a, is. A brand new episode. And I got my co-host, Trav, with What's me. What's up, y'all? Yeah, man. So on the last episode, um, I know we didn't get to do the outro because I was wrestling in outer space. Thanks for covering that. That, that was on the one before that, bro. The last That's two one. episodes. Nah, ago. the last one. That was the Final Fantasy episode. No. Yeah, this past one. Oh, yeah, one. that yeah, was. Yeah, we had the full map hey, look, bro. I'm having space lag, man. Space. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, bro? I'm all right, man. Um, let's just, first of all, before we get really going into things, I just want to, I think we need to pay tribute to, we lost some lives this week, and I know we do all the time, but this week is a little bit more somber, you know, we're huge wrestling fans, obviously, and you're a professional wrestler, but the legendary King Kong Bundy, rest in peace, man, when I think of King Kong Bundy, he might be the greatest big man to ever wrestle and i know he really didn't get like that huge shine in wwe like as far as being a top contender but he's got so many great moments like in wrestling history yeah man wrestlemania 2 against hulk hogan and the blue steel what did you just say bro wrestlemania WrestleMania 2. 2 I know, man. This man's a legend, bro. Definitely, bro. It's like when I heard the news, like it's like I've always been a fan of King Kong Bundy, but it's like I appreciated him more after I became a professional wrestler because he's somebody who I would study to, you know, better myself in the ring. You know what I'm saying? So definitely rest in peace to him like he won't be forgotten and again man it's it's sad like you said it's like we've lost a couple of people you now know, i didn't ca- watch raw or smackdown this week did they i'm assuming i didn't they watch paid a i didn't watch video raw to him i didn't watch raw but on uh smackdown, SmackDown they didn't no smackdown like they had the little um image they didn't the give him like a video package no and, I mean, i'm not trying to like you well know, bro, i mean well sorry to cut you off but it's like the the day that SmackDown aired, like he passed away, I believe it was that Tuesday. The night before. Yeah, that yeah, the night before. So yeah, they didn't have a video package for him. I mean, I know sometimes they do video packages for stars when I mean they did they it when um when I think really the only one who in recent history as far as like a wrestler dying, Jim Nyhart, he got a full like segment on Raw. Like yeah. they played a whole three, four minute Video pack. I mean, well deserved. You know what I mean? Because he's a. I don't know. I'm assuming he would go in the Hall of Fame this year. You know, as a standalone wrestler. I don't know if the Hart Foundation are they in the no, Hall the of Heart Fame? No, the Hart Foundation is. So he's not in there at all for anything. I thought he was in the WWE. Jim Nyhart? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Okay, so then yeah, then yeah, the Hart. I would assume maybe this would be the year he'd go in. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like China's going in, so that's, that's she's going plus. in as DX though. Yeah, she's yeah. not going in. But it's, it's just still... like Triple H is going in as DX, but not Triple, Triple H, H is going to go in as oh, Triple course, H of too. Course, like of it's course. it's only a matter of time for that. Okay, so let me ask you, DX. Obviously, Michaels is already in there, but Triple H is going in there for a fact. Road Dog, does he go in By as himself? a standalone guy? Probably not. Probably, I would say probably not too. Billy Gunn. Probably not. I would say probably not because too. I mean, 
Now, if they were just going in there as a tag team, because the New Age Outlaws was, you know, they was popping back then. I don't think Hall of they're not a Hall of Fame tag team though. You know, they're no Dudleys or Hardys. I get or, what you're saying. They didn't. When you think about iconic, and that not to discredit them, because you know back then, huge fan of you know the whole. Oh, you didn't know? I mean, they would mm. they was killing a road dog was my dude, but yeah. when he had, you know, the braided dreads or whatever it was. Yeah. So, but yeah, then I don't you, think those then two. Then you have the same dreads nah, as Road not, Dog? Not like Road Dog. Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't have the shake around and roll like Road <laughs> Dog neither. Now, but here's one. X Pac. Does he go in as a standalone guy? Uh now that I don't know, because you gotta think, man, X Pac, he's done a lot, man. Bro. I'm, I'm going to go three out on kids. A, he does not saying that they don't deserve it, but X-Pac has to go in. He was in, he was when, in NWO. He was in DX. I, X-Pac was the first real small man to yeah. make it in WWE. Like I know they consider Shawn Michaels and guys like that small, but in reality, in the real world, Edge and Shawn Michaels and Seth Rollins. These guys are still six foot two, six foot three. Yeah. X Pac is an average man, five foot eight, five foot nine, five foot ten. And he was the first, like, real average sized dude to make it in wrestling. Yeah. And I mean, when he was the one, two, three kid and he get he got the upset over Razor Ramon. That shocked everybody. If you go back and watch that, yeah. like that was a big deal back then that that would happen. So, and I know his career has had ups and downs, and he's had his own personal demons and stuff. But there's no way X Pac doesn't go in, yeah, as himself. So I gotta give it to X Pac, man. He gotta go in by himself. And then he had that awesome music too. Well, hold on, which one? Not not when the not DX. the Kid Rock one. When he was but with the, DX. Well, even after he left DX, when he just had the X Pac, X Pac, yeah, and it was like the rendition of the DX. You think you could tell me what to do? Yeah, they like replaced us with me. Yeah. So, Um, moving on from that, did you say any? Did you say anybody else, or did you just say King Kong Bundy? Oh, hold on, because there was there was more people. Um, We also had the passing of Luke Perry. From which nine, is from nine oh two one oh, which is and, crazy, and um, he was recently starring on the show Riverdale that comes on the CW. So rest in peace to him as well. He had a stroke over. He had a the stroke. Weekend. Not only did he have a stroke though, he died like four days after the stroke. Yeah. So it isn't like he had a stroke and died that night and like oh man he like he had a stroke and then. He's in recovery from the stroke and then passes. So it makes it a little, to me, makes it a little crazier. And the fact that Riverdale was like in the prime of its success, he's resurrected his career. Like, so now at this point, he made it in 90210 in the 90s, such a hit show. And now Riverdale, the same thing. Now he's done it with two different shows. Two shows, yep. And, you know, they came out and said, like, they're, They've stopped production, like, indefinitely. They don't know what they're going to do as far as the show goes. Like, they've stopped production indefinitely. They don't know where they're going to go now because what can you do? Yeah. He's not some side character on the show. That's one of those things that happens, man, where it's like, you know, when you have 
a prominent character on the show and it's like something happens like they end up dying and it's like you have to figure out like what are you going to do next because the same thing happened with with john ritter when he was on that show um it was not 10 things i hate about you um oh that wasn't a show that was a movie no they did come out with a show too yeah on on abc family what was the show with john ritter john ritter yeah from three's company man come on bro everybody knows john ritter i can't remember the name of the sitcom but it came on in the 2000s and he ended up passing away while the show was very popular and they had to write his character. I think they, they killed his character on the show, too. Like, he died on the show. But well, it's kind of like the Paul Walker situation where... Yeah, in Fast and Furious. Die mid-movie. Yeah. And it's like, what do we do now? Well, we all, another passing that we had was um, Catherine Hellman, who was on the sitcom Who's the Boss in right. the 80s. And she was also on Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, that was somebody else who passed away. Rest in peace to her. And there was one other person who he passed away. from uh, The Prodigy. Which is an iconic EDM, you know, DJ, probably one of the biggest DJ duos of all time. Everybody knows at least one song from The Prodigy. They may not know that they know it, but then they hear it and they're like, oh, I've heard that song before. Yeah, that's how it is. Because they were just so big in the 90s with 90s dance music. Like, you know, a Prodigy song, you know, at least one Prodigy song. Yeah, so that's um that's it for the people that we lost recently. Rest in peace to them and our condolences to their family. Yeah, because right. it's you know losing a family member is very hard. So again, our condolences to you guys and rest in peace. Now something, and I want to go back to wrestling for a little bit because I really enjoyed us talking about it a couple podcasts ago. Okay, we got Fastlane coming up on Sunday. And, you know, the last time we had talked, we, Kofi was getting the title shot. Yeah. Now they've pulled the title shot from Kofi, gave it to Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Now, me personally, I really believe that Kofi's going to be in the main event at WrestleMania. Well, he's not going to be in the main event at WrestleMania because they already said the main event is the um, the women's title match. I meant the main event is for, you know, Vincent is... There's three, four, five. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Of I don't mean yeah, the actual yeah, last yeah, match. Yeah. The last match is going to be Ronda, Charlotte, Charlotte and, and Becky Lynch, yeah. as it should be. Like, if there's any year to finally make the women end the show, this is it. Yeah. You know, this is I it. Agree. So they got to capitalize on that. But I just mean, as far as in a legit title match, it's going to be Kofi versus Brian. Maybe Kevin Owens is still in that mix. I don't know, man. We'll I, think it's, I think it's just going to be one-on-one. I really, it should just, just be Kevin one-on-one. Owen, and that's Kevin no Owen. disrespect. We both, I've loved Kevin Owens since he was Kevin Steen. Mm-hmm. You know, but I truly, this is Kofi's year. Even And I'm cool if Kofi don't even win it. Like, I would love for him to win it, but if he doesn't. It's still a cool moment. It's still cool to say he finally got to wrestle in one of the main events at WrestleMania for the title. And even if he loses... We know he getting a standing ovation. Yeah, of course. But if I believe if he wrestles for the title, he's winning the title, and he's going to become the first legitimate black WWE champion. And a lot of people around the world are going to finally be happy, especially it's, black wrestling It's fans. crazy to think that you've never had a black WWE champion. Uh, it's been a lot of opportunities and a lot of... Uh, chances where you thought that somebody was going to finally win it but you know it just didn't happen so hopefully Kofi 
he wins that title at WrestleMania, man, and everybody will be happy, man. I know right. I'll be happy. All right. So we got to in other news. I just, man, you know me. I've been waiting all week. You know, I'm going to let you start this off and explain to me your reasoning to how you can think that this Sonic movie is legitimately going to be good. Well, I didn't, I didn't, make it I didn't say that the movie was going to be good. Tell me, hold on, Rondell. We need to rewind real quick. Ooh, because you tell said, me what you said. I, all you I said, said all I Sonic said, I said that good. I said, look, all right, everybody. They released images. Let me well, the images, myself. the images were leaked of what Sonic is going to look like in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and I saw it, and I was just like, "Oh, he looks all right." I mean, I don't think he looked. It could have been worse. I don't think that he well, looks. Once again, I don't. Could have been worse. It could have been worse. Not think mean. about Goku. Think about Goku from Dragon Ball Evolution. Okay. Like that was pretty bad when it comes to a character that everybody knows how they look and like we're, the guy- we're comparing apples to oranges uh, because I mean you can say the same thing about Sonic the, the- isn't an actual live action yeah but you can say the same the thing Dragon about- Ball Z movie was an actual live action but the Sonic movie is gonna be live action too it's not live action yeah it the is. main character is a CGI character yeah but the movie's gonna be live action though live action as far as what is considered like Scooby Doo live action. Like, you don't know that because they Do- haven't released any character. Any what? Well, what is, well what's your source? Do? What's your source? What do you mean? What's my source? Like you sitting here saying it? Like they said it's going to be live action. I can look it up right now. Of course, they say everything. They said the Lion King's going to be live action, but it's not. It is. It's going to be CGI. They don't have people. They don't have real lions. Yes, they do. No, they don't. They're CGI lions. Okay. It's not live action, live action like Dragon Ball Evolution. It's not Transformers live action where you have a lot of real people and a lot of CGI. This Sonic movie is going to be mostly CGI with maybe a couple real live action people. There's no real people in Sonic. Yes, there is. Who? In the Sonic Adventure games, they actually have real people in them. Those people aren't even part of the storyline. Hey, look, man. They're just there. They're backgrounds. I'm looking at you it. You see, you I'm ain't looking, got nothing to say. I'm looking at it right now. They but said that, that the movie's going to be live a, action. That, oh, once again, I just said there's... They just call live action live action. They're, the Lion King is live action, but there's not real lions. It's CGI. It's Look, just, when just they like say I, live just, action, they mean it's not a cartoon. Just like I told you. It's not Just an like animation. I told you on Facebook, man. Wait for the trailer to drop. Wait for the trailer to drop because but what's going to happen? I'm not. What's t- going to happen? Is I'm you're not talking be one of about people. the movie though. I know, I'm but talking about the way look, Sonic looks. You're going to be one of those people. No, I'm not. And you're gonna you're gonna owe a lot of people an apology for what? Because you think who that, am I owing an apology to? Yeah, to me. For you, what? You're gonna give me an apology. You're gonna be like, man, it's like I watched that trailer and it, it don't look too bad. Watch. Once again, I never said it. I didn't. I never came out uh, and said this movie is gonna be trash. I said Sonic looks like. I think trash. he looks all right. I don't think that he looks like trash. I'm li- literally looking you don't at have the to comparison between the fan art. Okay. The fa- I want to shout this chick out to what Lady GT. Lady does, GT. Does the GT stand for Dragon Ball GT? I don't care GT? what it stands for. Look at the difference in the characters. I've seen it. I've seen it. Now tell me which one looks more like Sonic. The one on the left. Come, on, dude. I'm being serious, bro. <laughs> Look at the shoes. I know. Even, it's the I minor know, details. That, I know. And I, I already said this to you, but I'm going to say it on the podcast. Sonic doesn't have anything else besides speed 
and his looks. Sonic doesn't have this cool backstory. Sonic isn't Spider-Man and Wolverine and Batman where you have this full backstory and stuff. Sonic has speed and Sonic has that he looks cool. And if you can't nail those two things, you have nothing to sell on Sonic. It's literally just the minor things. Why does his body look like a human body? Look, man. Look, you gotta have the big shoes with the long legs and the small torso. The only thing I feel like this Lady GT should have done better was make the belly a little bit more round. <sighs> Look, Other man. than that, she gave him the Sonic eyes. So this isn't this isn't your Sonic, is what you're saying. The Lady GT is my no, Sonic. I know, but I can deal with the belly not being as round Look, as man. it should. Just be. just give it a chance, dude. It has nothing to do with giving it a chance. I'm telling you right now, the Sonic that they have made looks like trash. This movie is being produced by people that are not fans of Sonic. They don't give a shit about Sonic. Are you for real? Yeah. For sure. I can tell by looking at the character that they're not fans of Sonic. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the creator of Sonic did The say, creator of Sonic even came out and was like, I, I can't like believe this. what they have done to my character. And this lady GT chick, she hit it right on the money as far as what I feel like Sonic. If you were going to do a CGI Sonic, what he should look like. I mean, theirs is bad. The only thing I feel like they're going to get right on this movie is having Jim Carrey come in and play Dr. Robotnik. Because, I mean, Jim Carrey kills every single role. Yeah. That So I'm just hoping that he looks cool as far as... What they do with them feature wise. Yeah, I mean, but this I, I is get, bad. I get what if you're Sonic saying, looks like, this bad, what what is Tails gonna look like if they even put Tails in the movie or if Knuckles? Remember Sonic Boom? Remember we had it's the my jack- favorite Son- Sonic CD is no Sonic Boom. Yeah, I I I know I know what you're saying. It just reminds me of the song that um oh Sonic CD Sonic yeah, so- Boom Sonic Boom Sonic Boom yeah. Dude, oh, you have no idea how much I love that song. Like, I'm and I'm not proclaiming to be that. I'm not this Sonic fan, and Bro, I have I'm a huge, the, I'm a huge Sonic all, fan. I I am a Sonic fan. I like I'm Sonic saying, more than Mario. I'm saying I'm not a Sonic fanatic though. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not this that. Sonic. I'm not. I have not played every single Sonic game. I can't give you the storyline of all the Sonic games there and stuff no like that. I'm just talking about the order in which games come out. Like, there's Sonic fanatics like Ebe that. You name a Sonic game and he can break down what happened in the game and the goal for the game and stuff like that. I'm not proclaiming to be some Sonic fanatic. Okay. But I, I am a fan I, of Sonic. I get what and you're Sonic saying. And you don't like, like how he looks. I love Sonic Underground. I love Sonic the Hedgehog. I love Sonic CD. I you love, like Sonic Boom? Yeah, I love Sonic Boom. For real? Yeah. The new Sonic cartoon is great. Meh. It's okay. I'm not trying to harp on it or anything like that, but I'm just so sick of them taking anime and video game characters and not giving them the just do and the passion and the heart that if you're not a fan of the series, don't do the movie. I mean, well, that that was the situation with Dragon Ball Evolution. Like the guy who wrote the story for that movie, like he wasn't a fan of the series. To begin, like, he, he went just, back and like read. Caught up on it and read it. And was like, like he said, he said that all he knew was that Dragon Ball Z was very popular, <laughs> and he knew that this movie was going to make a lot of money, which and it, it did. Which it did make a lot of money, but 
he was he went about everything the wrong way. He only went into it for the money, and he apologized about it. Don't years apologize later, though. Right? What are you apologizing for? Because he said he felt like he hurt all the fans, which he did. He did. Which he did, but um, moving on, let's let's move on to something else because I mean, like I love Sonic and everything. Like I said, I'm just gonna wait till the trailer drops. I understand where you coming from, but with, w- once again, I'm not saying you're the not movie bashing is the movie. Going to you're be just trash. bashing his appearance. I, I, and they I, have I, not, I get, I get what you. They you're haven't saying. sold me to see the movie yet. I get what you're saying, but again, like I said too, uh, when we were talking on Facebook, remember how the characters looked on Titans, like. Originally, when the costume designs came out, and everything this is a little bit different. Though. Everybody, everybody was just like, "Man, like they look trash and you know stuff like that." And then once you actually watch the show, it's just like, "Man, like okay, I understand why they look like this now. And, uh, it's not too bad." But I mean, I get what you're saying. You know, you know the type of person I am. I always try to give everything the benefit of the doubt. So I'm gonna say this one piece. We're gonna move on from it. Are we talking There's- about the anime? There's still no excuse for Sonic to look the way he does. I don't care. I don't care if the movie turns out to be fantastic. That's always going to be there. All right, moving well, moving on. on to other news. Moving on. I know last week we had talked about um, Will Smith dropping out of now, the dead shot. And the, this is interesting, the too. Dead, the dead shot role. And they're saying that he's going to be replaced by Idris Elba now. Okay. Then uh, once again, I, it's not that I'm saying that's a bad idea. And I'm not saying he can't take that role and do something with it. What I'm saying is why not give him another character and just scratch Deadshot? I agree with you on that. I don't understand. It's kind of like, remember when they replaced Aunt Viv on Fresh Prince? And there's no mention of why she... So he's getting Aunt viv Dude, he's getting Aunt Viv. Bro. It's 20, he's 20 light years skin. later. He's light 20 skin years Deadshot. later, it comes back around. Full and he's circle. getting Aunt viv because you got light skin dead shot and dark skin dead yeah, shot. And now. I just feel like why not just give him another character, bring in some like there's not hundreds to choose from. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how do you even explain it? He just magically looks different. Hey, I mean, they did the same thing in the Iron Man movies when they replaced Terrence Howard with right, Don but, Cheadle. Right. So, I mean, you just can't look too deep into it. No. Just like, oh, okay, like this person's been replaced. It's the same character but a different actor. And you know, speaking of Will Smith, um, he was he just released a video where he was talking about how originally he was supposed to play Neo in the Matrix movies, right? But he turned down the role because of how the Wachowski brothers had approached him at the time, telling him about like you know what the movie was going to be about, and they can't they approached him what a bad explanation of like how the movie was going to be. So he turned down the role and he ended up going to do the wild, wild West movie, which sucked in my opinion. I mean, right. I know you, it's still a huge success. Yeah. Wild, it was, wild yeah. Not major And it had success, a catchy song, but once not only that, explain the other part about not only was Will Smith, Val Kilmer was going to be Morpheus. Now just imagine this movie as, and man, you know me, I love Will Smith. I think it would have had it would have had comedy. Picture in it. Will Smith as Neo and mm. Val Kimmer as Morpheus, and now picture this movie. Yeah, it's just like it's just like when they said Marlon Wayans was supposed to play Robin in uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. No, not both. It was yeah. just I. It was just Batman Forever. Dude. Nah, both. He was gonna play Robin. No, I mean like if he would have played, I mean, bro, if he would have played Robin in Batman Forever, then he wouldn't have been Robin. He would have been Robin. He in was Bat- up for Robin both times and. Didn't get it? I can't remember what happened. I mean, it's just like when uh, Nicolas Cage was supposed to be Superman. 
You know, sometimes stuff happens, man. But I mean, but I think the Will Smith thing not being Neo is one. It it was beneficial for Will Smith's career because once again, even though you don't like Wild Wild West, and of course I can now as an adult say this is a bad movie, but huge success. And one of the biggest songs of the '90s came out of Will Smith. I wouldn't say it was one of the biggest songs, but of the '90s. But it was a, it was a, it was a. Bro, it was number one on TRL for many, 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 many weeks. It won't number one. It won't number one on 106 and Park. So 106 and Park was nothing in the '90s. Yes, it was. 106 and Park didn't become the height of 106 and Park until the early 2000s. What's your source? Television. What do you mean? What's my source? I grew up in this era. I know TRL was hot. In the late 90s. What does TRL even stand for? Total Request Live. I, the only reason why I'm asking because some people don't know what TRL is. Carson Daly. Exactly. But that's where we're, ta- we're talking about 90s stuff. If you weren't on the top 10 countdown on TRL, you were, it was like, it was almost like so, being a billboard hit. Will Smith playing Neo would have been, it worked out for both. Well, yeah, because Keanu I'll Reeves. Yeah, I mean, because I think before before the Matrix, it's like the last big thing he had did was Bill, Bill and, Ted. and Ted. Yeah, so yeah, and that's it, not even that's apples and oranges to the Matrix. Yeah, you know, yeah. He never had a big serious role where. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, the Matrix is one of the most iconic movies of all time. It changed Hollywood CGI. Oh, of course, because because remember, it's like whenever you be watching a movie and like when they, everything will freeze and you'd be like, "Oh, they're doing the Matrix." How, dude? Literally, that move where you bend over backwards that way and uh-huh. do that literally is called the Matrix. the Matrix. Like that's how. I don't even think any bro. What that, else that, would you even call that phrase? It? Needs to come back. Cause I mean I remember like whenever like some something slowed down like everything froze. Well, remember they even did it you know in uh Max Payne like yeah they the stole Matrix. it and yeah. did the slow bullets like he didn't do the body bend but they did the slow bullets or like he would jump in the air and like time would slow down yeah um dang what was what what a, an iconic movie though the Matrix two and three is trash but that first Matrix movie. Uh, oh, hold on. Will Smith was supposed to be Neo. Matrix 2 and 3 has got Jada Pickett Smith in it. Ah. Uh, what do you think about that? Ah, uh, so the plot is all... The plot thickens, the sir. The plot thickens. We're getting down to the bottom of it, so... But let's just go into... I mean, but if Idris Elba replaces Will Smith, I mean, like, I feel like they're not losing out. No, of course. Because he just he's, was great. Yeah, he's a great actor. I'm still, you know, putting my vote in for I'm him just to saying be they James should've... Bond. So. Oh, hell yeah. So it's like, He would kill with that. I think Daniel he... Craig, dude, those 007 movies are probably the best 007 movies, minus... The Pierce Brosnan. Some of the uh, early... Some of the... <laughs> what? <laughs> some of the earlier ones, like, you know... Um... You weren't a fan of the Pierce Brosnan ones? Like, The World Is Not Enough... Tomorrow never dies. Tomorrow never dies. No, they're Golden trash. Eye. You know they're trash. But the games were good. Well, the Golden Eye game is is good. The world but is not those, enough. No, the iconic gold James Bond movies though, like um, what is it? Uh, well, right, Pussyfoot Roger, or Roger Roger Craig. Well, they had a couple. I mean, who's Sean, um, Sean? Sean Connery. Sean Connery. I mean, the man with the golden but gun. But for real, Daniel Craig's the best James Bond I think they've ever had. Just and like Christian Bell is the best Batman that they've ever had. Anyways, I mean, if we're saying who's Daniel the best, Craig's the best James Bond they've ever had. So, 
I really feel like moving on. He's ready. He's already said he's ready to move on. He doesn't want to do it anymore. This is the right move. How would you feel if Christian Bale became James Bond? Can we just have a conversation? We are having a conversation. I'm asking a question. You know how I feel. Okay. Well, look, anyway, uh, moving. Ah, damn. My glasses hit the mic. Look, bro, what we got this But, you know, talking about. Let's talk about probably the greatest console that is ever. The PlayStation 2. Today is the 19th anniversary. The longest running. PS2. The longest running console. They created games for this console for 13 years. And, And don't forget, too. This was the first video game console that you could watch DVDs on. Like, well, they invented at the time. So Sony's and so I mean, even when the they time, came out with PS3 man. and they invented Blu-ray, Blu-ray yeah. And, and Microsoft tried to be like, yeah, but we got, we got HD, HD movies yeah. and <laughs> bomb. Yeah, the HD DVDs didn't last. Trash. Yeah. So, but what was Sony's okay, go, always been able back to, to integrate. But Sony's always been able to integrate the next biggest thing into their consoles. And when they unleashed PS2, I mean, what it did for graphics and video games and what you can going from being able to create a game on a compact disc mm-hmm. and going to DVDs. DVDs yeah. is, well, what was your favorite game on the PS2? If you had to choose one. Oh, dude, that's impossible. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Now, I could probably name the game I played the most. What? I mean, honestly, if it's got to be Kingdom Hearts, probably. <sighs> That's up there. Um, How many times have you played that game? I really... Oh, dude. Easily, I've beaten the first Kingdom Hearts four, five, six times. Easily. Bro, once I beat it... I beat it the first time, and the first time I played it, I got the uh, the secret ending for the first time. And then after that, I was done with it. No, my it was fa- just, it my was so favorite, fun to play. My favorite PS2 game that I beat five times was GTA San Andreas. Like that was, I want to say, like that had to, at the time that had had to have been the hugest PS2 game. It was definitely up there. I still think Vice City. I enjoyed Vice City a little bit more as far as hours of gameplay that could go into it but san andreas was more of what i was into at that time you could do so much being able to just go ride around in the hood and listen to you know old ass 90s hip-hop and go to vegas go to san francisco and some old easy and it was multiplayer it was the first no yeah they didn't have multiplayer in vice city no but yeah, San Andreas, you could play with two players. And I remember me and my brother, man, we Another had so one, much fun playing that game, bro. Another thing, too, the PS2 era was, you know, the Def Jam games, like Fight for New York and Def Jam Vendetta. Yeah, Final Fantasy X. A game I played quite so a bit. Many, so many. 10-2. Bro, even going back to Grand Theft Auto 3, like, I remember. Yeah, definitely. The, the first time I, I played that game, I was just like, wow. Dude, like, for real. I was like, this is on the PS2. Because it's like, bro, I was still playing driver 2 at the time and i was just like man grand theft auto 3 is way better than driver 2 like you could get out the car you could kill people you could do missions uh you could sleep with prostitutes and then kill them and then get your money back yeah i mean (laughs) i mean bro everybody was doing that oh you got to think the grand theft auto when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out, I want to say like the earlier GTA games. Remember when you they would go online they weren't controversial. and you would print out the cheat codes? Yes. The earlier GTA games, they weren't controversial. But when GTA 3 came out. Well, I, I never played one until, well, until have, after. I didn't even know what GTA was until 
three. I played the I played the original games, and I wasn't a fan because it was the top down view, and I I wasn't a fan of that. But when GTA three came out, because it was just like the driver games, but you could do more. I remember my friend. he put in the cheat code and you could drive an army tank. I right. was like, an army tank? But like, I mean, you could get helicopters. Nah, you couldn't and... do that in the first one. Oh, I'm talking about, I thought we were still talking about GTA 3 and Vice City. And no, stuff. in GTA 3, you couldn't You couldn't fly a helicopter. You couldn't fly a helicopter? Nah. Okay. No. I, I'm pretty sure you could have. But, but it, but it wasn't mean, as, as To me, advanced. I was playing 3 and Vice City like at the same time. You know what I mean? Because even when Vice City came out, 3 was still hot. Yeah, I yeah, you I know what I'm saying. It's Bro, like I remember when Vice City came out, my cousin told me to get three instead of Vice City because he said three was so much better, and I was just like, ah. but in saying that, I think the PlayStation is the most console that really changed video games yeah i agree but i think the playstation 2 is the greatest console that'll ever come out oh of course i don't think there'll ever be a console greater than even when they released the playstation 3 in japan ps2 was still the majority game console that people played which is why they made games for this console for 13 or 12 or 13 years dude Name another console that's going to get games made for it for that long. No, I agree with you on that, man. And it's one of the greatest consoles of all time because of everything that it offered. And plus, it's like we never really had problems with the PS2. I mean, like, yeah, you had to. I literally never had had, an issue. You had the issue where it's like if some dust got inside the system and like sometimes uh, games wouldn't read on the disc. That never happened to me. But I mean, but it depended on where you had your PS2 at. Like I used to keep my PS2 on the floor, so sometimes dust would get in it. And then now, did be- you have the tower? No, I didn't have the tower. Okay, I you did. had a tower. Yeah, yeah of I didn't course. have the tower. Me- I mean, that's how they advertise. Well, that's how they advertise. Remember, hey, look, man, like, stand up hey, on look, the tower man. and the stuff hood, like that. Look in the hood, man. Nah, you could nah, say that. Hey, look, bro, for real. I didn't have the tower, but you could still stand the PS2. Oh yeah, yeah. Up. So but this made I just it used to safer. Yeah, it made it safer. But I just used to just have it standing up, bro. Ain't nobody paying no extra money for no tower. And when man. they they came out with Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation yeah. too. I mean, but bro, like speaking. <laughs> of the playstation consoles it's like with the ps2 like again we never really had any issues like there weren't any games on the ps2 that were bricking the system no. like how on the ps4 with this anthem game that just came out and you have this game is causing consoles to crash it's breaking cer- some people's ps4s then you say it's like for an hour some people went an hour without the soft, being a- it has soft bricked a lot of people to where it won't turn on for an hour or two and then there's that one percent of people where it completely it took out their playstation yeah that's crazy and man. like let's just say man you, you know you got a playstation 4 pro and we're talking about $400 mm-hmm. and Sony's just kind of like, we're looking into it. There's nothing we can do right now. But yeah, but how these now they've pe- offered rebates on the game, Yeah, but, but they're not offering console, rebates on the system. But if my console is dead now and you guys owe me, like who's giving me a new console? Is it EA or is it Sony? Somebody owes me a console. I mean, you can say that, but it's, it's quote unquote, not under warranty anymore. Yeah. but And that's really the loophole in it is, 
It's not under warranty. Yeah, but when I really, bought this- Sony would have to feel like we're going to do right by our consumers and just replace them. Yeah, but I was. I and feel that's like that's strictly up to Sony. But I feel like that's more on EA if the console is breaking because of this game. I feel like EA is the one that has to replace these people's consoles. If you ask me, I mean, you think with all the money that they get from people paying for the game, and it's not even out yet. Yeah. You know, um, you think they would have some money to be able to say, you know what, we appreciate your support. You know, we're going to fix that for you because that's on us. Yeah. But unfortunately, this big business, and what are, what are people going to do? Stop playing EA games? I would. You can say that, but let EA put out a game that you want to play. Like Dragon Ball Z? Oh, EA's never going to put out a Dragon Ball Z game. Well, what if they did, though? They're not going to. Bandai got it on lock. Like, there's. Nobody else put out a Dragon Ball Z hey, game on this band. And I don't got me on lock because I because I tr- <laughs> I sold my jump I force. I sold that jump force as you should have. <laughs> I bro. didn't even beat I'm the game. I'm proud of you. For I didn't even it. beat the Get game. Get your money while it's still worth something. Yeah, man, it's it's sad, bro. So let's just roll that in. The, we got Dragon Ball Z. We got Jump Force, and today we got a very special episode. What Aspen Rose? That's right, the Midnight Mermaid. Oh, hold on, but before we get to that, though, it was one last thing I want to talk about. Um, Captain Marvel comes out this Friday. Let's move now, on. From that. Hold on, Rondell. Now Why? I'm not. Why hyped. Talk about this? I'm not hyped to see this movie, but I am looking forward to seeing it though because I want to see what's going to happen because you know that they're going to have the the after credits that's going to show like where she's been at this whole time. I don't care. Uh, here we go. Anyway, Captain Marvel comes out, and I'm going to go see it probably on Sunday and. Also, I'm wrestling at VCW this Saturday, so that's cool, too. Well, give them the information, at least. Like, you can't just oh. be like, I'm wrestling at V... Like, I mean, well, bro, when we this... We have a lot of listeners that yeah, don't live in Virginia. But, bro, when this when this episode airs, though... You're no longer going to be wrestling. Yeah, there, so... Still, yeah, it's not... It's, yeah. Let them know where you did wrestle. Okay, I'm wrestling at Vanguard Championship Wrestling. Now, hold on. You did wrestle at I Vanguard. did wrestle, but I don't know... Like, what else you want me to say? You wrestling I, at Vanguard? I'm wrestling at Vanguard wrestling. Championship Wrestling on Saturday. This this Saturday, this past Saturday, I'm this wrestling. This past there. Saturday, you wrestled. And it's me and Diamond Victor Griff against the Hellcats for the VCW tag team titles. Hey, and we can't say if you want them or not right now. Because we're. But I got a feeling this is y'all's oh, of time. Course, finally. Of course. Yeah. I really got a feeling. It's time this for is me and Griff time. to bring that Y'all gold. deserve it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pinky's up, man. For Golden Pinky Society, baby. I can't think of a hotter tag team right now in the scene than the Golden Pinky, than the Golden Pinky Society Pinky's right up. now. So. So, but now let's move on to the Midnight Mermaid. We've Aspen talked Rose. about anime. Uh-huh. We've talked about wrestling. Uh-huh. Now we're going to talk about our guest for this week, Aspen Rose, the Midnight Mermaid. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Aspen? How you doing today? I'm good, guys. How are you? We're, <laughs> we're doing real good, man. It's like I'm real happy that we got you on leveling up with Benjamin Banks. Uh, I was just telling Travis a little bit of how me and you met, but I want to let all the listeners know. So we, me and Aspen, we met at Nova Pro Wrestling, and yes, we, me and my tag partner Diamond Victor Griff, we made her an honorary member of the Golden Pinky Society because. 
she saw us taking photos and she was just like, oh, I want to do the pinky thing. <laughs> so we, hey, we was just like, hey, if you're doing the pinky thing, then you're going to become a, a member of the Golden Pinky Society. And, you know, did from- you meet her earlier in the night or did she like randomly see you taking a picture? And this was the first time you met her. <laughs> this was like after our match. Like she was go- she was wrestling in a battle royal. Uh, what was it? It was the, the, the Dominion Rumble. That was the yeah. show that it was at. And me and Griff, we had already wrestled and she saw us taking pictures and she got in with us. And now she's a member of the Golden Pinky Society. And I added her on Facebook. (laughs) I added her on Facebook after that and found out that she was a huge anime nerd, just like me. And it's like, we've we've clicked it ever since then. Clicked it. Yeah. Click, click, click. (laughs) (laughs) Tell everybody, like, how did you get into professional wrestling? Like, did you watch it when you were a kid or did you start watching it when you were older? Tell everybody. Um, I started watching, like, when I was kind of older. Like, I wasn't an adult yet. I think I started watching it in, like, middle school. So I started watching when I was, like, probably, like, 13, 14. So it wasn't like I grew up on it, but it wasn't like I just started watching it and then decided to do it. Now, what but year is I this? Was, um, I started watching uh, the summer of 2009. Oh, uh, okay. okay. So right in the middle of the... uh randy orton triple h feud where he goes to his house and all that stuff okay so like around i think that was wrestlemania 25 around that time yeah yeah so yeah i started watching that and like nobody in my school like watched it so it was just like a thing that i did on my own and like my mom would watch it with me and that was basically it and then as i started getting like a little bit older i started finding about more like indie wrestling and things like that like i found roh just flipping through the channels one day and i was like oh there's other wrestling what is this and i think so, i think that's i think that's how it is with everybody it's like you know you grow up watching wwe well for me and trav we were watching wwe wcw and ecw yeah and then it's like you know after like the you know back in the early 2000s wwe had bought everything right and it's crazy that you started watching wrestling when there was really only wwe, WWE. on well, T- television well tna was still on tv but you know yeah well like so like when i like i was so clueless about wrestling that when i first started watching i only knew about raw for the first like two months like i didn't even know smackdown was a thing what well, that's well, how back- out of it i was <laughs> well back then though smackdown was like not even a thing though like i think it was on sci-fi in 2009 so yeah. it wasn't like important like no, it is now. no 2009 it was on uh it was on Wii TV or something like that yeah like i i don't even remember how i found out like there was more than just raw but the reason why I was only watching Raw was because my mom's boyfriend at the time was all they w- didn't work on Mondays. So that's when he would come over and he was the one that was into wrestling and he had like a six year old son who was super into it. So when they would come over on Mondays, that's what we would watch. And that so that was all I knew because I was like, oh, they're here on Mondays. We're watching wrestling. And then that was it. So what made you want to become a professional wrestler? Um, like, I mean, after I, like, started watching it for a bit, like, I got, once I graduated high school, I was doing, uh, college classes online, but I was, like, I don't want to just sit around on a computer all day, I want to go out and do something, so I started looking, I was like, hey, maybe I can try this wrestling thing, like, who knows if it'll work out, but why don't I try it? And at first, I was going to move to Pennsylvania to go to the ROH school, because I had family up there that I could go stay with until I got on my feet and whatnot. Yeah, that would have been wild. 
Yeah, but then like a month after I started looking around at schools and stuff, uh, Jay Lethal was opening a school down here, and I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "This is like an hour from my house. That's a lot better than going all the way to Pennsylvania." And te- I was like, "And Jay's already with ROH, so it's kind of the same thing." And so I he, went to op- and he trained AJ Lee, I believe. Yeah, yeah. he went to his school. So you already have somebody who went to his school and went on to be more successful than even he was. Yeah. Now what yeah. now what year was this that you had started training at his school? I started training in 2014 and then I had my first match in 2015. You know, what's uh interesting about this, uh we just had another guest up here on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, uh Big Big Dre Parker. Do you know who that is? I know of him, yes. Yeah, cuz he was telling us when we interviewed him that, you know, he was trained by Jay Lethal too. And I and I, I believe yeah, both of you guys are from Florida and you know, another interesting tidbit, I happened to meet Dre at Nova Pro uh, when we did the Sink or Swim show. Like, that was back in yeah. March. Like, that was the first time I had met him. So, it's very cool that both of you were both trained by Jay Lethal. And y'all, you know, y'all wrestled at his school and everything. I think that that's pretty interesting, you know? Yeah, I think me and him kind of came up at different times. Because, like, I started, once I started, like, working actual shows, like, my first year in, he started coming to the local shows here, which they do every week called ACW. Okay. And I think at the time, he was, like, down in Fort Myers or something. And then he started coming up here more, and that's when he started training with Jay. So, was there anybody who inspired you, you know, into becoming a professional wrestler? Um, the first person that, like, I really took a liking to when I started watching wrestling and I still, like, watch now for, like, inspiration and I get a lot of ideas from is Chris Jericho. My favorite wrestler? (laughs) Since I was about the age of eight or nine years old, so kudos to that one. Yeah, Chris Jericho, like... I don't know what it was about him, but I was just always drawn to him. And, like, he was the one where, like, no matter what he did, I just liked what he was doing. And I, and then especially after I read his books, it just made me like him even more. So I was just like, yeah, okay, this guy's the real deal. And he seems like a good person, too, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have all four of his books. I've read them all. Um, And I think something for me that drew me to Chris was not only was he charismatic, like on the mic, but no matter how he changed his character, like you just loved it. Like no matter how different it was than the last one. Somebody who's always good at reinventing himself without becoming like a completely different person. Yeah. And not, not a little bit like Taker kind of reinvents himself where he takes away things and adds, but like Chris will completely reinvent himself like he did in 08 with the tuxedo and using big words and that's not the chris jericho that's like the chris jericho you saw when you started watching wrestling is not the same chris jericho i saw when i started watching wrestling he was still he had long blonde hair and he he was was a rock star dude for real but i feel like even when he reinvents himself like there's still like the aspects that he's had like since from the beginning yeah. Like, even when he went from, like, the long-haired rocker dude to, like, the super businessy dude, like, just how over-the-top he was in being a heel, like, even though it was in two kind of different ways, it was still the same person. Now, is that also your favorite wrestler? Yeah, he's, like, WWE-wise, yeah, he's my favorite wrestler, but other than that, Shibata would be my other favorite wrestler. Now, who's that? A uh, wrestler in New Japan who now does not wrestle because he's headbutted too many people. And now oh, has- that's the guy who got that injury. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So how'd you get into watching the New Japan stuff, like from the internet or? Yeah, I got into indies. Like, so after I've been watching for WWE for a little bit, both me and my mom took a liking to Jeff Hardy. So when he left, we kind of kept up with what he was doing. And that was how he started watching TNA. Yeah. Right. Through watching TNA was when they were doing all that gut check stuff. And that was when Joey Ryan came on. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. And that was what got me. And I was like, oh, EWG. And then I just put like spiraled into everything else. And like for me, like training with Jay and coming up with all the people there, like once they got like that partnership and they were all going to New Japan all the time, that was just all I watched. So, what accomplishments have you accomplished in your professional wrestling career so far? Um, I mean, my list is kind of weird, but like, I mean, I, I have a championship now, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm the first ever Ignite Wrestling Women's Champion, and I've now had it for, I think, like 200 and something days, I want to oh, say. Wow. Congratulations. That's crazy. Like, that's, that's a historical moment to be the first champion of the company, the first women's champion of the company. Yeah. Last year, the beginning of last year, I got to wrestle at uh, IWA Mid-South in the famous uh, building and everything. And... Like, I didn't think that me being so early in my career that that was something that was going to happen. And the fact that, like, I got to wrestle places where, like, Seth Rollins and CM Punk and all them came up and got to say that, like, hey, I got to do that, too. It's pretty cool to say. Yeah, I think anytime you get to work at places that, like, guys who went on to do bigger things worked at, it's a good, I guess, stepping stone or whatever you want to call it. It lets you know that, like, they were here at one point and they made it there. So can I. Yeah, now, yeah exactly. And- and now that I'm here, it's like I'm going to continue to keep on growing and hopefully one day I'm at where they are. And then when the next person comes in, they're going to be like, yeah, like Aspen Rose was here. And it's like now I'm here, too. You know what I'm saying? It's the yeah, circle. Like, it's the circle of life, like the Lion King. Even if it was like a one time thing, like the fact that I can say that I got to wrestle there in that building where everybody else started is pretty cool. Um, I think what other stuff have I done? I mean, I've been traveling a lot lately and going all these different states. Like, I'm hardly wrestling in Florida at this point. Like, I'm basically in a different state every month, which is pretty cool. That's always an awesome feeling to, you know, get out of your home state and travel to new places. Like, I just came and wrestled in Florida back in November. And, like, it was a pretty awesome and cool feeling to just be somewhere new. And, like, it's very beautiful down in Florida, too. That was my first time ever coming down there. Man, you must have come at a good time then because every other time it's rainy and hot and disgusting. That's what everybody kept on telling me. Like, (laughs) it's like the weather was really good when we came there. Like, it wasn't hot. It wasn't cold. It was like everything was just right. And everybody kept telling us, it's just like, yeah, it's usually pretty bad here. It's very, very hot most of the time. Well, I just wanted to go back and ask you how you even got your name. Because I know you said you trained at Jay Lethal School. Did you already have like the name in your mind? Did you get it while you were training? Like, how'd that come about? Um, the name kind of came out of nowhere, really. Like when I first started training, I remember like every once in a while, like I had like some random piece of paper that I'd randomly write down name ideas. Like even if it was just like a one name or a last name, I would just write them down. So I had it. I don't know how I specifically decided on this one instead of any other things that I wrote down. But uh, Aspen came from, like, yeah, so my name origins are very weird. But uh, Aspen came from place Aspen, Colorado, which is a city that I've never been to. 
Nice. But they <laughs> have a like the it's a big thing like the food and wine festival that they have there. And I'm I'm a big foodie. I'm always cooking. I'm always reading recipes. I'm always watching cooking shows. Like growing up, like I don't growing up how like other people at like five or six years old were probably watching wrestling. I was watching the Food Network. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So that was just that something that kind of stuck out to me. And like when I like I was like researching things and stuff, I just want like I just have it spelt with a Y in it instead of an E just to make it a little bit more girly. And then the rose part comes from uh, my grandma because that was her name. And so it was just like, yeah, there are other people who use Rose as their last name, but I feel like they just kind of do it because it sounds pretty. Whereas, like, mine, like, I took it from my grandma that passed away before I started wrestling. So it's just kind of like a little memento that I'll have no matter what. But, yeah, that's where uh, the name came from. Yeah, when you have something like that, it makes it a little bit more meaningful. I mean, Finn Balor did it when he came over. Took pieces from his name and things of his heritage and made his name. So, I mean, you kind of did the same thing with creating it. And I personally really like the name Aspen Rose. I've never heard... I know you said a lot of other wrestlers have the last name Rose, but none ring a bell off the top of my head, so. The only person I can think of that has the last name Rose was Adam Rose. Oh, yeah. But I think he's back to Leo Kruger down. And some places, some places I think he still, you know, he still does Look, the they can be a Rose, but they'll never be the Aspen, Aspen Rose. Rose. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> If there was anyone that you could wrestle past or present, who would it be? Oh, man. <laughs> if, like, I don't know if I could just, like... Just gender doesn't matter neither. Let's just like, pretend. I ask this question a lot, and my list of people that I want to wrestle is very strange. But I mean, like, like past or current people, um, I, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but I really want to wrestle Ken Shamrock. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I did not expect that answer in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to hear the story on this. Why Ken Shamrock? I don't know why. There's literally, it was just like, like once I got into wrestling, I started like looking back at everything. Like I just like his style and I liked everything that he did. And I remember like before I really started paying attention to who everybody was and I played the old games and stuff. I remember like Ken Shamrock being in it. And for whatever, I was like, I just like his entrance music. So then it made me pay attention to him more. Right. But did yeah, you, uh... Shamrock's a really random one. Um, I want to wrestle Shibata, but I don't know if that'll happen. But I also have told many people, and many people know that, like, if I ever could get a retirement match, it would be against Shibata, and I'd be perfectly okay with it. Well, you know what they say in the wrestling business, never say never. You never know. Yeah, I mean, if Daniel Bryan can come back. Yeah, that's true. And then, you know, there's rumors that Paige is, you know, supposed to be coming back trying as well. Trying to come she's back. Tr- she's been trying to come back you know, since the injury. And I'm I'm hoping that she comes back because I love Paige. You know, I yeah. felt like, I felt like, you know, her career kind of ended shortly, you know, especially after she just had this huge comeback. Like, yeah, I was really hoping to see where she was going to go, you know, with coming back. Because it's like, you know, for the longest time, uh, she, she wasn't wrestling because she was recovering from injuries and whatnot. And she came back for a little bit, then was back out again with the injury and stuff. So, yeah, 
I mean, it could happen. Yeah, I mean, I can hope. But I'm um, like, currently, if I could wrestle anybody, my dream match as of right now is I really want to match with Dan Barry. Now, who is that? Uh, Dan Barry is an independent wrestler from the Northeast who wrestles for Beyond and such a lot. And he's also Zack Ryder's trainer. Oh, okay. And he told me a story once about how when they were still in training, how he would try it. Zach always wanted to learn how to do the 450, and whenever he would do it, he would knock himself out. Oh, mm. snap. But then he wrestled John Cena <laughs> on TV and did the 450 and knocked himself out still. See, I don't even remember that. I take it this is, you know, the United States Championship era of Zack Ryder. Now we got to go back and do some. Yeah, I'm going to have to go YouTube and... this video now. <laughs> yeah, yeah I. I can't remember specifically when it was, but I it might have been during like the whole time with like Eve and Kane and all that too. I just remember it was oh, like a yeah. big yeah. he wrestled John Cena on Raw. So what goals do you have for yourself that you want to accomplish, you know, now in your wrestling career? Um I mean, I definitely want to keep up the traveling thing. Um I like wrestling out of Florida more than I do in Florida, which sounds kind of crappy, but I mean, I really don't like Florida for wrestling. Like, there's a few good places down here, but I really think that it's oversaturated because, one, there's, like, granted, commission sucks, but because there's no commission here, it's just, like, anybody and everybody can come here and wrestle, whether you've done any training or not. And Florida is also where the Performance Center is, so everybody just thinks that oh, the performance center is here, so I should come here and wrestle. And it's like, that's not going to make any difference. Yeah, right. you got, I mean, you pay way your... too much here and way too much that's not good. Well, you also got to think, though, a lot of wrestlers, like, they retire and move to Florida. I mean, Jericho lives in Florida. Christian lives in Florida. Big yeah. Show lives in Florida. I mean, Florida's just a hot state, like, in general, wrestling or not, where, like, just a lot of people go to for, you know, whatever various reasons that they have. So I totally get where you're coming from on it being oversaturated. Yeah, but I definitely want to keep traveling more. Um, But, like, my main goals are is I want to wrestle in the UK and I want to wrestle at Cork and Hall in Japan. Cool. Oh, man, that'd be nuts. Yeah, that's one of my goals, too, is to wrestle in Japan. Like, it's been one of my goals since I started my wrestling career. And it's like, I'm the type of person who believes that, you know, whatever goals you set for yourself, you will accomplish them. You just have to keep on working hard at it and yeah. don't and don't lose hope. You know, people, they notice when you work hard and like you, it's like you're traveling a lot and, you know, you're going to all these places and whatnot. So just keep doing what you're doing, because I mean, like, I love your ring work. You know, I've seen it before. My one of my favorite moments was when you hit the stunner on Pretty Boy. Uh, I'm pretty everybody's favorite moment. Yeah, that was because he. I remember he tried to he tried to give you a rose, and it's just like nah, nah, bro. Taking the stunner. (laughs) So that was one of that was one of my favorite moments from you. Not Banks and you saying that. I had even noticed like. You also got like a good social media presence about you, too. So like, you know, you're building yourself by working and it's social media. And obviously people are going to know, you know, who your name is. But it was so funny because when Banks had told me about you after the trip, he came back from Florida and he was telling me that you were in the U Haka show and he told me your name. I was like, well, is it Rose because of Yu Yu Haka show? Like, like, co- because no. of Karama. Things Did she take Karama's whip? Show to like a year ago, so that wasn't anything. That yeah, well, yeah, you know, I was throwing it out there, but it's <laughs> it's crazy because not a whole lot of people, when you ask them about anime and stuff, they're just automatically going to bring up Yu Yu Haka show, especially, you know, people your age. 
like maybe for me and Banks in our age, because we really grew up on it. But for somebody for like you, that's not like the first thing they're going to shout out. So it's yeah. pretty shocking. What I really got in the anime and stuff, like once I found like a writer or artist that I really liked, I'd basically just watch everything that they made. And like when I first like soup, like growing up, I was always a big Sailor Moon fan. So that was like anime was always kind of there, but it right. didn't become a thing until like the past like two years so sailor moon was always my favorite thing like i remember growing up and watching that all the time once i really got into it like i remember how like the first couple shows that i started watching was literally just ones where i was like going through hulu and like the little picture on the top of the show was like all you saw and the name of it and i would literally pick shows based on what that looked like oh yeah the thumbnail is pretty important yeah, so, like, when I first got into it and I started, like, getting, rewatching a lot of things, like, I started watching uh, Ranma, and I literally just started watching that because the thumbnail was, like, a girl and a panda bear, and I was like, okay, maybe this will be cool. Yeah. And then kind of spiraled off from there. Now, do you, like, incorporate the Yu Hakusho stuff into, I don't know, maybe designs that you do for your ring gear or merchandise that you sell or... I know you got like the the aqua hair thing going on, and so yeah, I didn't know if maybe you incorporated your love for Yu Yu into you yeah, know your wrestling I gimmick. Shirt that's on Pro Wrestling Tees is a Yu Yu Hakusho shirt. It's uh basically me drawn as Botan, but like in my gear, and then doing the little spirit gun thing, and then there's a bunch of the monsters from the Dark Tournament in the background, and then no it's way. just like yeah. logo of the show, and it just has my name in that font and everything. So when you chose, you know, inspiration for Botan. Is Botan your favorite character from Yu Yu Hakusho, or do you have another character who's your favorite character? Um, I think between Botan and Kurama are probably my top two. Botan, I was just immediately drawn to because, like, she's immediately shown in like the first episode, and I was like, oh man, she's got blue hair. I've got blue hair, and it just went from there. Yeah, and she puts Yusuke in his place. Not all yeah. the time. <laughs> no, because no, Yusuke puts her in her place sometimes, he was, too. She was at first. So. Re- remember when uh, Botan first came on the scene and, like, Kuwabara had a crush on her? Right, yeah. And <laughs> and then he was just like, nah, it's like, she's too mean. And then he met Hiei's sister, who uh, still doesn't know that Hiei is her brother. Right. <laughs> Who's your favorite character, Trav? Mine? Uh, I mean, for comedy's sake, you know, I was always big on Kuwabara. Yeah, that's like I said, because he's like a giant meathead. Yeah, but honestly, overall, it's Hie. Overall, Hie for me is Kuwabara because it's like Kuwabara is the heart and soul of the team. Like he holds everybody together, and even though he's the weakest out of the three members of Team Urameshi, it's like I just always liked him because of how cool he was. Yeah, like you yeah. know, it's like it's like you know he always gives those emotional speeches and everything, and. It's like one of my favorite Kuwabara moments was when he found out that Genkai died during the Dark Tournament because uh, Tagoro killed her. And nobody told him that Genkai was dead. And, yeah. when he, and when he found out, he knocked Yusuke out. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, that's my boy. It's like, <laughs> it's like how can you let Kuwabara know that Genkai died? It's like, come on. So what's your favorite arc in Yu Yu Hakusho? Have, have you finished the whole series? Yeah, I finished it. I finished it a handful of months ago, I think. So what? So what's your favorite arc? Honestly, I think my favorite one is the last one when they're trying to uh, figure out who the new leader of everything's going to be. 
Right. Yeah, the ruler, the new, the new think, king of demon. I world. think like besides like obviously there's all the main characters and everything. Like each arc kind of has its own like side characters that kind of pop up, and I think right. I like all like especially like the characters between the dark tournament and then like that one. I think I like all the other people in that tournament more. So I think that's why I'm kind of just drawn to it. Plus, it's when Yusuke finds out who his dad is. So it's I was like, about to say, like the last arc, I think it, you know, isn't it's not the best arc for me personally. But I do like how they really wrapped up the story. Like the characters couldn't. You got the full development of the characters. Yeah, by and, So now, like we know who they are as people. But I mean, for me, I can't argue that dark tournament. You know. 66 episodes of every episode was great there's about a fight in every episode yeah. every fight was sick i mean i just can't argue against that you know dark tournament for me it's the chapter black saga like, that's the one after that was the one after the dark tournament because we got to see the original spirit detective that was there before yusuke <laughs> sensui yeah. And how, you know, he pretty much wanted to kill everybody in the world because he viewed humans as they, he viewed humans and thought that they were just as evil or evil or more eviler. E- yeah, yeah. eviler than the demons were. And, you know, he was one of those villains where it's like his motives weren't wrong, but they were, you know, yeah. if you, know, you want to say that. Yeah, he's not a straight villain. He just the way he goes about things corresponds differently than, you know, most people. And then, and then he's also the only villain to kill Yusuke too. So you know that's pretty crazy that you know you had somebody who was stronger than your main character. I mean, you know, we see that in Dragon Ball Z, but it's like you know for to see it in Yu Yu Hakusho because it's like Yusuke he was in a lot of fights, but it's like you know he always pulled through in all of them. And it's like honestly, it's like the only reason why he came back to life was because of his father. Who yeah. you know, pretty where we found out that Yusuke was half demon because of who his father was. So, you know, that's my favorite arc of all of them. But you know, you know, talking about Sensui, like he's also one of my favorite villains on in the whole entire series. Who's your favorite villain, Aspen? Um, I haven't thought about this question at all. <laughs> I mean, all of the villains are really good on the show. Oh, yeah. Well, we can give you some time to well, think about it, Trav. You, you, you think, you think about, about it, it Trav. Who's your favorite villain? And they're technically considered villains, but then they're not really villains. They're just somebody that he fought too. That's kind of how it is for me. And my answer is: I know it's probably gonna people are gonna be like, "How you gonna pick this?" But Rando to me is one of my favorite villains. Rando was the one. He's was, the the guy who gets real big and, you know, crushed um, Kuwabara. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, yeah. he's also, I think he's the first villain they, like, fight. Yeah. And the fight goes on for three or three episodes, maybe four, but about three episodes. And I don't know, because it's like, you saw him and everybody, Yusuke was like, man, this guy ain't nothing. He's just a little kid. He gets big yeah. and, you know, just crushes him in his hands. Yeah. And I really liked the rando character that that's always going to be a fight that stands out for me personally it's not the best fight in the series obviously but it's one that sticks out for me it was definitely a a huge challenge for use k and it kind of put him like put him back in his place where man i still got a long way to go like i'm not as strong as i thought i was 
Yeah, like, I mean, I think I feel like everyone's, like, to-go is, like, Tagoru, of course. Yeah. But I think, like, from all the people he's fought, I always ended up liking uh, Rinku from the Dark Tournament, which oh, is, is it, the little kid with the With top. the yo-yos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just because he was a little kid, and I was like, oh, man, like, he's cute, but, like, he's probably gonna kill you, too. I think that's why I always kind of liked him. Didn't he, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he beat Kuwabara? In their fight, the the kid, yeah, the kid, he beat Kuwabara, yeah. right? Well, but he could have killed him too, but I, he did I, it. I forgot why he didn't kill him though. I just remember that he won because he was using that like mind talking thing or whatever, and convinced him that uh the other people in his team like kidnapped his grandma or something, and that's why he was in the tournament and had to do all these things. So he got Karama to like help him, and then come to find out that it was all just a trick, and that was how he won. Hold on, we're not. No, that that was the fisherman kid that did that to Karama. <laughs> yeah, that was, I can't remember what his name was, but that was the fisherman kid. He lied to uh to Karama. The kid that you're talking about was the one that had the yo-yos. Is that is that who you meant, or did you are you talking about the fisherman kid? I might just be getting them confused because they're both kids. But Rinku, the one with the yo-yos, was my favorite. But okay, I could getting them confused. Okay, you know I said the dark tournament was my favorite arc. So let me ask both of y'all. What do you think? And if you want to talk about the other one, that's fine because they face teams. But like, what's your favorite team that they faced? Ah, man, it was a lot of teams. A lot of really good teams. Yeah. Ah, and the dark tournament. Um, ah, you know, it's it, this is hard because it's like a lot of the teams in the tournament. It's like you know some of the members on each team they went on to you know do better things later on in the series. But it's like you had yeah. some you had some good members on each team and then you had some bad members. So it's like I really can't choose like what my favorite team is. And it's kind of like what Aspen was saying earlier, like how people always go with Tagoro. I'm probably just gonna go with Team Tagoro because that, that's mine. Because too. it seemed like, you know, everybody on that team was, you know, OP. Right. And everybody on that team, they were good. And they looked sweet. Yeah, they did. To me, they were some of the coolest characters that, you know. They had to fight for me personally. What's, what yeah, is it for I, I like them too. Like I like Rinku's team because I like that the I think he was like Australian or something. Oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. He was hilarious, but yeah, I think I'm also Team Tagoro too. So you know, speaking, of, you know, I know we've been talking about the Yu Yu Hakusho series. Did you ever have a chance to watch any of the movies that came out? I believe that there was two Yu Yu Hakusho movies that came out. Uh, one was Poltergeist Report, and then the other one was just an OVA called Yu Yu Hakusho Spirit Detective. I don't think I watched the movies. I watched the two new OVAs, but I wasn't really impressed with them because they were way too short, I felt like. I feel like that was a lot of people's issue. Like, they wanted them to be full 30-minute episodes. And, yeah, you know, for- like, on one of them, I don't remember which one it was, but I remember one of them, I was watching it, and it ended, and I literally felt like, I was like, is it supposed to be longer, and it just cut off, or what? And they were like, oh, no, that's the end. I was like, oh, that didn't tell me anything, but okay. Yeah, well, I mean, it was, it's definitely cool that we even got those. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because the series has been over for, like, 20, close to 30 years, I, I want to say. I came out in 93. Yeah, so and it lasted 20. until ninety six. What? How many episodes is a hundred and sixty six or yeah, something, something like that? Something around that. Yeah. So for us to even get you know something new, us to even get that many episodes, honestly, when I know when he first did the manga originally, 
like when you first read the manga, they do it. He does a lot more spirit detective stuff. There's no fighting. Oh, for real? There's no fighting when you first, he follows her just to do spirit detective work and it didn't, the reception wasn't good. So they pretty much had to like rebuild it. And that's where you get to the anime. Like the anime, they don't show that stuff. But in the manga, he was just a spirit detective. There was no tournament, no fighting, no nothing. That stuff got added after because the reception was so mm. poor. Yeah, I didn't on know the manga. That. I didn't know that. I, so to even get that far when it first comes out, I guarantee you nobody thought that this would be one of the greatest animes to ever come out. Yeah. You know, so did anybody play any of the video games? There was two of them that I know of. Uh, they had the I, dark I, tournament. Video games. What was that, Aspen? I have not, but that's also because, I mean, I didn't watch it till like a year ago. And I also don't have a PlayStation 2 anymore. So I, even if I could find one of the games, I don't have anything to play it on. Right. Well, I know I I still have the Dark Tournament. Dark Tournament game on PS2. On the PS2. Like and the I, other one is real trash. The, uh, the well, Tournament there was, Tactics. There was two that came out for the Game Boy Advance. You had uh, Spirit Detective. And Tournament and Tactics. And Tournament Tactics. Tournament Tactics. Tournament tactics both of them is were, very bad. Both of them were bad, man. Because I, like, I remember my grandma bought me the first one, and I beat it like on a road trip. Right. Like, it only took me like an hour to beat, and I was just like, wow. Like, you know, you get these handheld games, and you expect to at least play them for a little bit, but yeah, it's like to beat it in so an weird. hour. It didn't last the whole road trip. About video games that they make from animes, they're always not good. They're not like Yeah, <laughs> we brought that up many times before on different podcasts where I can't think of an anime that made a video game and the video game was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. It's like a lot of them are hit and miss. It's like they have cool features in them, but it's like they're not that good. But, but then also too a lot of them because like they're if like they're not super popular ones here, even if they make a game, it's in Japanese. Exactly. I was gonna bring that <laughs> so up too. You can't really like understand what you're supposed to do. Because what's what's crazy about the Yu Yu Hakusho video games is that when we got the series over here in America, it was popular. And w- luckily we were able to get three games out of the entire series. But in Japan they had been making Yu Yu Hakusho video games all the way back on the NES, Super Nintendo. Oh, that's wild. Game I, didn't, Boy. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, like there's a lot of Yu Yu Hakusho games, but it's like Aspen was saying, it's like just because something isn't popular over here in America, it doesn't mean that it's not popular over in Japan. It's right. like, oh, they're, yeah, they're well, going to milk it. They're going to milk it as much as they can and come out with as many good yeah, games. Because, like, as even that. just like once I like any animes that I watch and I always start like researching stuff or like looking for merch and stuff. And I'm like, Oh my God, there's all these games. Oh, look, they're in Japanese. Cause yeah, like, I mean, that happens Ranma, all the time. Not in Iran, but it was the same thing. There's like a PC game for it and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, I guess I can't play those. Yeah. I, one of my favorite animes. That's one of the long running ones is one piece and Japan gets all the great one piece games. I don't know if they're actually good games. I haven't played them. But there's a ton over there. And it's like, why yeah. can't they just add subtitles to it? It's like... Well, well no, it's it's more than just adding subtitles No, but I mean, it's it. like, bro... It's like, menu changes. Yeah, you I gotta know, but, reprogram but, a lot of things. But, bro, it's like when games come out over here in America, it's like you can go to the options and go to settings and you can and choose... And select, like, 20 different languages. Yeah, you can select 20 different languages whatever you want to do but then if you get something from japan it's only it's in only japanese in Jap- and it's like you're screwed and it's just like come on that's not fair like i want to play this awesome game too and it's like i don't understand japanese but luckily you know they have this new technology out where 
you can hold your phone up to the TV when they're talking and then just be like, oh, okay, so that's what they're saying. So, uh, yeah. so it's one. It's one. broken though. It, yeah, it is broken. But still, it's I like mean, broken Japanese. Hey, it's better than nothing. So, Aspen, with the two new OVAs that ha- came out when they released, uh, I believe it was the twentieth anniversary edition yeah. of Yu Yu Hakusho. Would you like to see a revival of the series, or do you think that it's fine with how I the mean, way that it ended? I think- on one hand, I'd like a revival of the series because I mean, you always, like when it's something a show that you want, like, you always want to see it come back or whatever. But it's also at least one of the animes that at least like had an actual ending. It wasn't just like it ended out exactly. of nowhere. Exactly. Like, there's really no need for there to be a revival, but for like memory purposes, it'd be cool. But yeah, it's one of the animes that has an actual ending, so it's not like they left it on a cliffhanger where it's like, oh man, it's been twenty years. I really want to know what how it's gonna end. Yeah. But, like, we already know how it's going to end, so there's really no point to make make it again or make more. And uh, honestly, I can't even tell you a revival that's been good. That's what I was about to say. It's like... So let's just leave greatness be great. Sometimes I feel like, you know, because we love nostalgia, it's like we always want to see, like, what's what happened after the series ended. Like, I want to know what the characters are doing and whatnot. And for the most part, like, I'm really into Dragon Ball. And Dragon Ball Super came out, and like when it first came out, like I was really excited for it. And then it's like as the show continued to go on, it was just like ah, oh, like they, it goes downhill fast. They they've changed, they've retconned a lot of stuff. Like certain characters are weaker than they were before. Certain characters are stronger. It's like the transformations yeah. don't make any sense. Well, what, what do you got to say, Trail? Uh, well, as soon as you brought that up, something I don't know triggered me in the head. Uh, so I wanted to ask Aspen this. Have you seen Hunter Hunter? Yes, I just started watching it and I love it. it the the new one. Because that's a revival yeah, to me one, that was needed. Not the one from like the 90s or early 2000s. No, I'm yeah, it's the- from the early 2000s. But yeah, that was a revival that needed to be done. Them reviving Hunter Hunter and making it legit. And even though it still ends on a cliffhanger, um, it's only because he got sick. And... So the show's not over. I don't know when it's going to start back up again, but there's that possibility to do it yeah. where they just pick up on the next arc. I know he started doing the manga again. Yeah, so you basically have to give him some time to like write more stuff and then it'll go on. So, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of Hunter Hunter. I love how he pays homage to his earlier work in Yu Yu Hakusho with the characters, maybe incorporating yeah, like use case colors. Hunter like a couple weeks ago to like a month ago and I literally I didn't know that the writer wrote it too so I remember I was just like looking for stuff and then I saw that he also wrote Hunter Hunter and I was like well I guess I need to watch this like it had always been like in the back of my mind from like other people talking about how good it was but I just never I was like oh I'll get around to it at some point but then as soon as I saw that he wrote it I was like okay no I gotta watch it now and I absolutely love it yeah and it's and so good it's like the good. dub is good and it's good in such a way that where it's like you can tell it's from the same writer but it's not the same story per se yeah so are like, these the same aspects but it's not just the same thing over again which is like one thing that like bothered me about ranma and inuasha and i haven't finished inuasha yet for that fact is because 
It's literally basically the same entire story, and it drags on way too long. And the only difference is, is that Ranma's a martial arts guy, and Inuyasha is a half demon, and that's literally the only difference. Yeah, to me, Hunter Hunter is like a blend of Dragon Ball Z and Yu Yu Hakusho in a sense. So are yeah. these the only two stories that he's done? Is Hunter Hunter and Yu Yu Hakusho? Yeah, like okay, yeah, that's it. Okay. So Aspen, this is a question that I have for you, and this is going back to you know wrestling. You're a female wrestler, and right now it's like women's wrestling is at such a high right now in professional wrestling. And there's so much cool women's wrestlers out there in the world right now that are, you know, just going out there and shining and like they're killing it and like they're doing better than some of the male performers. So the question that I have for you is what advice would you give to? a younger girl who wants to become a professional wrestler and, you know, and what hopes can they do this and become, you know, just like you and do the stuff that you're doing? I mean, one, I would just be like, hey, like wrestling is literally for everybody. It's just like any sport you might have done when you were in high school or in middle school or even elementary school that like, hey, like, yeah, there's guys can play basketball, you can play basketball too. There's guys that are wrestling and you can wrestle too. But I also think, too, with, like, wrestling, especially being a female, I think you got to find the other females that, like, you can stick with and stay close to. Because, I mean, like, no offense, but there's a lot of creepy, weird dudes in wrestling. And so I think (laughs) being a female, you kind of got to find, like, your little group that, like, no matter what, like, you guys got each other's backs, you know, nothing bad's going to happen or something bad happens, you know, you got those people to support you and things like that. Right. I think you, like, a big thing of advice is to like once you find your group like stick with those people because that's going to be the best thing for you that's that's really good advice and uh you know just to add to that um we had a cosplayer up here uh surely shirley and she was saying something similar to what you're saying is like when you get into cosplay it's like you want to find your group of of friends who you can stick with because it's like once you find that group it's like you know nothing can stop you guys it's like y'all are always there for each other y'all are there to help support and it's like whenever one of you guys is talking bad about yourself you know your friends will be there to be like no like you're not that like this is you like you're awesome and yeah it's like it's like i'm glad that you're saying that and i hope to all the girls that are listening to this if you ever wanted to become a professional wrestler it's like you take aspen's advice Another thing I would give, too, is that it doesn't matter if you're small, you can still wrestle. I am very small, and I like to think that I'm kind of decent at wrestling. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, look at Alexa and Bliss. And I also end up being in matches with dudes more than 80% of the time. And so, yeah, if I'm like, if I can hang with these dudes, then I know you can. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Try, you were about to say something else? No, I was just piggybacking off uh, her saying, you know, I know a lot of people always come out and say, you know, you're not too you're not too big to do this or whatever, but the same can be said about small girls. Like, you're not too short or anything to go and accomplish because Alexa Bliss is, I don't, I'm not going to take a guess, but we all know she's very, very tiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's a multiple time women's champion. Already, you know, she's going to go down in the Hall of Fame and... She's had a hell of a career, even if it ended today. I mean, so. you can say the same thing about AJ Lee. Yeah, a pioneer. Yeah. So, Aspen, before we let you go, 
Tell everybody in social media land where they can find Aspen Rose at. I am on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Aspen the Mermaid. Um, I apparently, I think people try to search just Aspen the Mermaid on Facebook, and they're not always able to find it. If you're searching, it type in the Midnight Mermaid, and it should pop up. But if you just put Facebook.com uh, backslash Aspen the Mermaid, it'll come up. But yeah, I'm on everything at Aspen the Mermaid. No, I don't have Snapchat. People always ask <laughs> I don't have it either. I think it's dumb. I don't use Snapchat, but yeah, I use everything, and I'm always talking a bunch of nonsense. And especially in this day and age, I think social media is such a big thing in wrestling. And that was, it wasn't even something that like I did on purpose. It was just like once I started training and stuff, I took social media a lot more seriously to where like a lot, I met and became a friend, friends with a lot of the wrestlers that I know now just because i was just talking to people on social media and i'm always or like people will ask oh well how'd you get this booking or how'd you get that booking and it's literally uh literally my answer is i'm just nice to people and i talk to people on twitter and that's literally it and that's all you gotta be is just be nice and like your boy kendrick lamar said be humble exactly Uh, thank you again aspen for joining us on leveling up with benjamin banks it was awesome having you up here and we hope to have you up here again Yes, thank you. We can talk anime for probably 10 more hours. (laughs) Well, we'll definitely have you come back and talk about some of your other favorites, too. So, yeah, there's a big list with that. And also, too, um, somewhere down the line, I'm going to be having a leveling up with Benjamin Banks uh, Road Rules Challenge, where I'm going to put all of the former people that I've had up here on the show in challenges. And all of y'all are going to be on. uh, Who's going to be the ultimate guest? Yeah, it's oh, like all of y'all are going to be I'm on the it. island. A- it's going to be like Survivor, too. So uh, <laughs> it's like, just know that if you if you wake up one day and you're not in your room and like you're just on an island. I just, I'll know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Aspen, thank you again. You thank have a you. nice day. Bro, I'm glad that we were able to get Aspen up here. I know we had a couple of technical difficulties when we were trying to talk with her, and I'm glad that we were able to get everything fixed and work out, man. Yeah, that was a pain in the ass. Like, honestly, there was a little bit of time when I thought that um, we were going to end up having to cancel the interview or reschedule and get something else going because I didn't know what was going on, but she ended up calling us on the phone. And And everything worked out well, and we had a fun time talking about her wrestling career and talking about Yu Yu Hakusho, which is an anime that both of us love. We got to talk about two of my favorite subjects. What's that? Anime, but specifically Yu Yu Hakusho and wrestling. And And I know we didn't dive too deep into Yu Yu Hakusho, so I still feel like we need a Yu Yu Hakusho podcast episode like a part two let's really dive into it but glad we got to chat for a little bit on it yeah and uh trav tell everybody in social media land where they can find you at um i'm over here on instagram at zk audio and i'm gonna go ahead and plug that you can find this podcast leveling up with benjamin banks on all social media platforms at leveling up banks Hey, thanks for doing that, man. Yeah, you're you know, welcome, usually, man. usually I'm the person that You know, does I that. took the initiative today. You know what, man? And that's what I like about you. You know, I will say that I am kind of a little pissed off that you're not... Uh, shirtless. Shirtless, yeah. Honestly, I, remember I said I'm going to take my shirt off, and then I got 
distracted with the whole thing and just forgot. Well, you know your boy Benjamin Banks has his shirt off because all 2019 is shirt off Benjamin Banks. And you can find your boy on Instagram and Twitter at KingBenji underscore Banks. And you can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Banks. So please go and support and follow all of our stuff. And I know that we haven't mentioned this in a while too, but also we have a Dragon Ball Z group on Facebook where we also talk about anime and other nerd stuff. And it's called Roshi's Island. So please go and follow those pages as well. Thank you. Peace and love. Thank, Thank you for listening to us. Blah, 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 blah.